An entitled Karen refuses to prepay for her daughter's dental checkup, so I have to put her in her place after she tries to make a scene. So first, some background information. My mom owns a dental office, and she just came back from a three-week vacation and left me in charge of the office. Now, my job description is quite complicated because I am only available to help during the summers, and I know it may seem like I don't know what I'm doing because I got this job out of nepotism, but this is the first summer in almost eight summers of working there where I feel I could actually handle the weight of the title of office manager. Something I've been trying to help my pushover mom with is standardizing policies. She grants a lot of exceptions for her patients, and it's very annoying unless she has an office manager who can stop her. But the pandemic lost us our last office manager, so I've tried to step up. We don't have a lot of difficult patients, but still, I knew there would be some pushback about enforcing policies. But I don't stay in the front a lot, and I'm young, so this is my first experience with an entitled Karen, and I'm pretty proud of how I handled it. So while my mom was gone, our associate dentist saw patients a few days a week, so I was the final authority if the more experienced staff had any issues. So one day, a patient comes in and assures us her mom will come in and pay after the routine checkup was done, all while she made the next appointment. Now, this patient was about a middle-aged adult, but it was very clear that she was dependent on her mom because of some mental handicaps. She is super sweet, and I told her that she needed to pay before we see her because it was our policy. And honestly, I didn't think she or her mom would run off with the money, but the boss wasn't there and I didn't want to take any risks. So I asked her to see if her mom would have any problem coming in now to pay. When she came back and repeated that her mom usually comes in to pay when she's done, I assumed that if her mother had any issue with walking or anything physical, the patient would typically say so. So I asked one more time, are you sure? And I see that she's getting nervous and so she goes out again to ask. I felt bad putting the pressure on her to go and get her mom, but most of our patients are really understanding, so I figured her mom would just pay this time and ask the doctor about it during the visit. This old white lady comes in, walks straight up to the desk, and immediately starts going off on me. She tells me about how she's been coming here since I was born, and she has never had to pay prior to the treatment. I was very nervous because I haven't had anyone yell at me like that before, but I wanted to be nice, and I felt really bad because I'm a pushover just like my mom, but I have the benefit of learning from her mistakes. I tried telling her that we were implementing a new policy and I unfortunately could not waive it for her because the boss is on vacation, but this entitled parent would not let me have a word in. So I just waited patiently and listened to her while our two back office assistants stood there behind me, clearly visible to all parties. Honestly, I was trying really hard to come up with a workable compromise for her while she was yelling at me, but it was at that moment that this entitled titled Karen chose to use the wrong ammunition. She said she knew the boss very well and the boss wouldn't like me treating her this way. I dropped about 90% of my sympathy for her after she said that, but I tried to be patient and understanding. Then she threatened to go somewhere else and at that moment, the last 10% of sympathy faded with her loyalty. I looked her dead in the eye, folded my hands on the desk in front of me and gently but firmly said, okay. The silence was long and deafening. The look on her face was priceless. I never broke eye contact, but I broke the silence and kindly informed her that I am, in fact, the boss's daughter. So she needs to pay beforehand today, and she is free to take it up with my mom when she returns. I also purposefully called her my mom to drive the point home, because normally I would refer to her by the title of office manager, because I try to make sure that no one could tell that 
that I'm her daughter. I just want to be professional. She went from a hostile Karen to a kind old grandma in about 30 seconds. And yeah, she paid for our service beforehand. After that encounter, I was shaking. I was shaking with fear, pride, confidence, anger. She actually tried to pull the loyalty card. But any patient who actually has enough treatment at our office to make a difference if they leave would know me personally and would recognize me at the front desk. I told my mom about it when she got back the other day and she just laughed and said I did a good job because apparently this entitled Karen has never even been a patient herself. We make virtually no money off of her specifically. It's been a week and she hasn't called back about it and honestly I couldn't be happier. People like that who act so entitled and try and pull the loyalty card are absolutely ridiculous. Who in their right mind would act like that? Here's the thing. If a doctor's office has a specific policy, guess what? You gotta play by those rules. You don't get to decide when and how you pay for your treatments. The people who decide that are the office manager and the staff, and you gotta abide by it or you can get rescheduled. It's unfair to treat the staff so poorly and then to go back to the doctor and try and act like a saint. It's really disgusting and honestly very disturbing. So good for this lady for standing up for herself and laying down the law, especially with your mom being the office manager. That is just great. I honestly wish I could have been there to watch this lady dissolve into that kind old grandma. And we all know that's just a facade to try and get what they want. So good for you, and I'm super glad you put that Karen in her place. This next one came from the Am I the Jerk podcast subreddit. Check the links in the description if you'd like to submit your own stories. Am I the Jerk for getting upset at my roommates over money? Up until this point, I was living with my maternal grandparents since Halloween of 2018, and never lived on my own due to financial issues, as well as being kicked out of my mom's house five months after turning 18. My job was an hour drive away, and I was getting really sick of the drive and having such a long drive back in the morning after dealing with customers all night. I work in a casino, by the way. It was a challenge for me to decide because during lockdown, I was dealing with my own mental health after the death of my best and only friend. This is someone I was best friends with in high school, and it was all due to COVID. Having died three days after Christmas of 2020, I was a mess and fell into a deep depression, and I also had very bad social anxiety, not even able to go to the grocery store without having a panic attack. It took me a long time and a lot of therapy before I found a job. When I started the job in December of 2021, I was extremely nervous and quiet. I kept to myself and did my daily duties and then just went home. After three months, I made my first friend. Her name is Maria, and she would soon become one of my roommates that I live with as well. She had helped me with coming out at work and becoming my first friend after my best friend had passed away. And that's when we met our other friend by the name of May. She had just moved back to the States from Guam and moved in with her aunt. Her aunt didn't like that she was sleeping during the day, even though she worked all night. So she gave her one month to find a new place. When we went apartment hunting, Maria was having her own issues with her current roommate and didn't feel comfortable staying there with her two kids and asked if we could find a place for all of us. We found a place and moved in together. May had no money after everything with the apartment was set and asked if I would cover her part of the house supplies, her groceries, and shared items until she gets paid. We split everything three ways to make it easier. I had a high credit limit on my credit card from paying my bills on time for a few years. I agreed with the expectation that for each check, she would give me some form of payment to the credit card of what she owed. She agreed and after buying stuff for the apartment plus personal items for her room, it was about $550 that she owed me. She had an unexpected trip to 
to Mississippi to visit her boyfriend, who was stationed there, and when she came back, money was tight for her again. So I told her she could pay me back on her next check. Not knowing, of course, that she asked my other roommate to co-sign with her to get a loan for $4,000. She bought a car for $2,000, as well as clothing, bedroom supplies, a brand new bed, as well as buying takeout, as well as going out. I only received $138 after I asked her if she was going to add to the credit card. Six weeks have passed and it's payday. I asked her if she was going to add anything to the credit card again, and she said sure, but asked when the monthly credit card bill was due. I said in three days, and she kind of brushed me off. We had planned to meet for lunch with some co-workers I hadn't hung out with outside of work. Since it was Friday, work is extremely busy, and we agreed to just go for lunch, come back, and take a nap before work that night. When we get to the restaurant, she acts like a different person being around these people, like she's trying to fit in really badly. They even make fun of other co-workers' appearances and ask that May call out so they can go drinking. We have three call-outs already that night, including May, and it was just going to be Maria and I working on a busy Friday night. Instead of going to work and earning money and tips for the night, she calls out, leaving Maria and I to work and her evading having to pay for the money she owes me. I got mad because we have a deal, and she hasn't paid me anything in six weeks, but will then instead go spending money left and right before anything else. I tried to keep to myself because when I get mad, I say things I either don't mean or later regret. So I kept quiet and I just ignored her. Now, my roommate May is mad because I'm upset, and Maria saying I'm being annoying and just pissing her off with my attitude. They're making me feel excluded from conversations, and when I leave the room, they laugh like they're trying to make me jealous. I feel like I should just suck it up and wait for her to pay it back in her own time, but some of my other co-workers say I'm not in the wrong and I should get my money sooner. So what do I do? Am I the jerk? I don't think you're the jerk in this situation. I think your crappy roommate is definitely the jerk. It's been six weeks and they still haven't paid you back? It's not like that's a bunch of money. Like, you could easily skim that off of any normal average paycheck and pay you back easily. They're playing you pretty well. And the fact that they've only paid you $138 is more than enough reason for you to realize, hey, I will never loan them any money ever again. Because you'll never see it. That remaining $412 is something that you absolutely are entitled to. Especially when it goes towards your credit card. Like, yeah, it sounds like you're going to pay it off no matter what. But the fact that your roommate has not given you that money to take care of it is really, really terrible. So no, in this situation, you are most definitely 100% not the jerk. I am going on a group trip without my girlfriend, and she wants to be invited to come along too. This trip is a group trip with some online friends, three females and five males, all ranging from 20 to 27 years old. These are friends with whom I have met very infrequently and haven't kept in touch with too much, but still, I hold them to a very high regard in terms of being a good friend. My girlfriend is worried about something occurring between me and these friends and said the solution is to invite her. Unfortunately, this trip for me feels very much like a boy's trip with just this group of friends. She said if it was a boy's trip, then it would be okay. But since there's women coming along that she doesn't know, she doesn't feel comfortable with any of it. I also have not had too much contact with this group, so this is honestly like a reconnection with them. I should also note that no external significant others are coming. Two of the people who are already in the group recently started dating. I'm willing to invite my girlfriend to events including 
joining this group afterwards, but I'm not sure if I'm able to invite her this time, as it is a headache to reorganize the cost, and also it is just an extended catch-up with this specific group. I will ask, but if they deny, she will get mad. What should I do in regards to speaking to her or the group? I really don't see the issue here. I think the original poster is just being a little bit silly. Like, it's not that hard to go up to a group of friends who you yourself said you hold in high regard and ask them like, hey, you guys want to meet my girlfriend? She's great. I'm going to bring her along. And then that's that. Like, is there any reason why she shouldn't trust you? Like, it just seems really silly for me that you can't just ask your friends, hey, can my girlfriend come along too? She really wants to meet you. And you can just take it from that angle itself. You can make up the excuse that, hey, my girlfriend wants to meet everybody. She's heard a lot about you guys. And so she would love to come along with this and be involved. I think you guys will love her. And then that's that. I think any reasonable friend group would be like, yeah, sure, bring her along. If they say, no, she can't come along, then that's really a red flag in my opinion. Like, why would they not want you to bring along your significant other? I totally understand that nobody else is doing that, but I don't see any legitimate reasons why she couldn't come along for this, aside from maybe the costs or just the logistics of all of it, which is understandable, but also you can work around that and figure it out. On the other side of this, the way your girlfriend is acting is really suspicious. Like, just because there are girls involved on this trip doesn't mean something is going to happen. And not initially and innately trusting your boyfriend that he's going to be loyal to you is really toxic in my opinion. And that's a really big red flag. Like, there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to trust him and say, yeah, he's not going to cheat on me. Especially when there's been no real instance of him ever going behind your back or cheating or lying or doing anything. And as far as we've been told, this guy's loyal to his girlfriend just like you would with any other relationship. And no, anxiety is not a good excuse for you to say, oh, you're going to cheat on me. That's just weird and that's really toxic. So I can kind of see both sides of this, to be honest. But what would you do? Leave a comment down below. If you were in either one of these people's situations, how would you handle this? Would you be cool with your boyfriend going on this trip? Or would you yourself want to be involved and go along with it? Do you think this group of friends would be okay with a girlfriend tagging along? Or do you think this would be some kind of deal breaker? Leave a comment. We'd love to hear what you have to say. My significant other is upset that Father's Day did not go as planned. To preface, my significant other and I have been together for three years. We live together along with his son. So I had planned to take my significant other and his son to a restaurant that he had been talking about for months. So we made the drive and the place was closed on Father's Day. I did not have a backup plan and my significant other offered no solutions, which I guess if we're looking at the logistics of this is totally my fault. We went back home and I prepared dinner for my significant other, my dad, and my sister. After dinner, we all went out for dessert. Everything was fine. That is until this morning when he went off on me. He was upset that we didn't spend any time together. He was upset that my sister and dad joined us for dessert. And he was also upset that my sister and I have family vacation planned for later this summer. For reference, this all got brought up during dinner. My family and her family. And we've been doing this for years. He says I don't prioritize him or his needs and that I don't open up as much as he does. I told him I was sorry that Father's Day didn't go as planned, but I had no control over the restaurant. I would have happily have taken him there. I also told him that I had a trip planned for us a few weeks earlier. However, I am currently the only one working, so splurging on restaurants and souvenirs wasn't an option for this trip, to which he said he would rather not go because he doesn't want to go on vacation and eat ham sandwiches the whole time, or to have to tell his kid that they can't get souvenirs. I also told him that I've tried over and over to get him to plan things with me, but he says his plate is always full and he doesn't like to plan things. Eventually, the argument got really ugly, and he brought up issues we've had in the past. For example, two years ago, I begged him to take me on a trip somewhere. He 
he declined because of his depression and ultimately snapped and told me to plan a trip with my friends and so I did. He also brought up how I take trips without him and that I just go off with my friends and family and that it isn't fair that he gets left behind and that apparently while I go out I'm supposedly living my best life. I'm just frustrated. I hate to throw three years down the drain but this situation isn't improving. It doesn't seem fair that he is guilt tripping me with my previous travels when I have tried and tried and then tried again to get him to plan something, anything with me. It feels like anything I do is a problem for him and I don't understand why. What should I do? This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. This is really unfair the way your significant other is treating you because it sounds like he's not happy with anything that you're doing and that no matter what you do, it's never good enough. The original poster goes on to explain that for Father's Day, she did get him a lot of gifts and that it's just unfortunate that the restaurant was closed, like it's not her fault. So in my opinion, this argument of being upset because he had to share Father's Day with other family members just seems really weird. Like, why would you not want your significant other's father with you on Father's Day? And it also seems like a lot of his arguments are just really petty and 
stupid. And if you really take a step back, it's not like this is a birthday or like some major holiday. It's Father's Day. Like, come on. Does it have to be absolutely perfect? And I bet you, even if that restaurant was open, it probably wouldn't have been enough. So to be honest, if you're looking for it, you are not to blame in this situation. This guy brings up past issues, and it sounds like he's very insecure with the fact that you're enjoying life. And this also does not ignore the fact that you've tried to involve him in almost everything you've done. You've even said, hey, let's go on a trip somewhere together. Let's plan something. But he refuses to do anything. So I would not blame yourself for anything that's going on, because honestly, based on what you've explained, the way that things are going and the fact that you're fighting so much really stems from this guy. Should I share a tip from a customer who went out of their way to give it to me personally? With 20 years experience and having been trained in fine dining, I was quite shocked by what I experienced yesterday at my new workplace. It is a private members club with less than 500 members, so most people are well known and they know the staff. We had lunch bookings between 12 o'clock and 2 p.m., with most arriving at around 1 o'clock p.m., in total about 49 people, with half of them being tables of 6 and above. It should not be too difficult. As the new person, I was assigned to take food out. Our supervisor was taking orders, a long-standing colleague was supposed to seat and welcome, and I believe brought drinks from the staff bar to the tables. I did not witness much of what they did, but I did notice that service broke down with people waiting a long time to have plates cleared, as well as orders for dessert and more drinks taken. Yes, we were short-staffed, but the staff there was also not properly trained. The young lad working the bar carried glasses with drinks to the table and without a tray, which is just unexcusable, as well as touching the glass right on the rim. That was one of the first points of my training, and there were other issues as well. The dessert cutlery was not pulled down. The salt and pepper had not been removed after their main course, and empty glasses were not being taken off the table. Eventually, a table of three stopped me in the corridor after they moved from the table to the lounge for coffee to order, which I was able to fulfill promptly. As they went to the reception desk to pay, the gentleman approached me in the corridor and pressed a note into my hand. I debated with myself to put it into the tip jar, but I felt he meant to give it to me only, so I kept it, and I felt I deserved it overall. Should I have put this in the group tip jar, or am I good to just take it myself? What should I do? I think that customer gave it to you specifically, so personally, I don't think it's right to put it in some kind of community tip jar, especially if the rest of the staff like you're describing is not as well trained as you are. That tip is for you specifically. I know for myself, when I have a server who does a really good job, if I want to make sure that they receive a tip, I give them cash in hand. Sometimes the tips you get off of credit cards go to like a group thing, and everyone gets paid out equally, which I think is ridiculous. So whenever I go out to eat personally, I bring cash with me, just for that occasion. So no, don't give that away to your other co-workers who clearly were not working as hard as you were. You knew how best to help the customers that were around you, and that tip absolutely belongs to you. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And the next time you live stream, use the Cream of the Crop music. Search Cream of the Stream on Spotify or whatever platform you use for copyright-free music to use for your next stream.